Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 1st of October, the 274th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 91 days until the end of 2022. Guess what today is? A day for your hosts, Michael Fitzpatrick and yours truly. It's the UN-sanctioned... International Day of Older Persons. (laughs) Note they did not make it elderly or old, but older. So in fact, a 10-year-old could celebrate this day as he or she is older than an 8-year-old, right, Fitz? I'm absolutely older than an 8-year-old, that's for sure. (laughs) More importantly, today is Nigeria's Independence Day. On this day in 1960, Nigeria tossed off her British colonial rulers and became self-governing. You're listening to the music they would have been dancing to. Still beloved in Nigeria, that was Ali Boja from Cardinal Rex Jim Lawson and the Rivers Men, the king of Nigerian high life. Happy Independence Day, Nigeria. This your girl, Bella to be. Stay live, stay fly, stay loving. Asheo. As you heard, I've got my fellow older person, Sweet Fitz, also known as Michael Fitzpatrick, 
He's right here next to me, raring to go with the bonus question answers on the listener's corner. Olya's waiting in the wings with her happy moment. And, of course, there's music from Air One, so... Are you ready? I do hope so. It's time for the quiz. On the 3rd of September, I asked you a question about an article written by RFI English journalist Amanda Morrow, French businesses put on notice as threat of power rationing looms. Earlier that week, there had been a very important meeting held by MEDEF, France's largest employer federation. To put it plainly, it's the association of the country's business leaders, the so-called captains of industry. France's Prime Minister, Elizabeth Bourne, spoke at the event. She warned, as Amanda wrote, and I quote, that businesses, not households, would be the first affected by potential electricity rationing ahead of the winter, end quote. I asked you to tell me what Prime Minister Bourne told French businesses to do by October. Michael, you want to give the answer? I sure do. The answer is, as Amanda wrote, Each company has been asked to appoint an ambassador responsible for energy sobriety with a view to laying out internal plans for cutting down electricity consumption. That's due in October and a first assessment of those plans will be the basis of forecasts that should give the authorities a clearer vision of the risks of rationing. Well, as today is the 1st of October, it'll be interesting to find out exactly what the companies propose. Of course, in addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, which was, what would you do if you were a man for a week, and what would your name be? You'll hear the answers later on in the show on The Listener's Corner. And so, as we say every time, at each week at this stage of the program, stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... Shahanaj Parvan from Rangpur, Bangladesh. Shahanaj is also the winner of this week's bonus question. Shahanaj said if she were a man, she would be Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. As she wrote, if I had seven days to act as Vladimir Putin, then I would stop the war. The world would be at peace once again. In general, exceptions abide, of course, wicked Roman empresses and the new prime minister of Italy come to mind. There would surely be a lot less war and general turmoil if women ran the world. Do you think so? Do you, Fitz? Well, fraternity hasn't worked out so well, so I think uh, let's try sisterhood for a century or two. Uh, you're my man. Listeners, today's winners are all women, the women who answered the bonus question. I am happy to have an all-woman list of winners, but a little sad there are not more of you. I know you're out there, though. Come forward, sisters. There are two women from the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh, Jobayada Akhtar Jai and Rabea Begum. Also from Nilfamari, the sisters Tasnim and Tatia Saleh, both members of the RFI Listeners Club, and last but certainly not the least, another Bangladeshi sister, RFI English listener Rajia Katun from Joyperhat. 
Congratulations, ladies, and thanks for participating. Thanks also, of course, to each one of you who wrote in, man, woman, or child. Uh, interesting political news out of Italy this week. As you know, Italians last Sunday elected their first female prime minister, Giorgia Meloni. She isn't a feminist by any stretch of the imagination, so nothing to get excited about on that level. Her party, the Brothers of Italy, was founded by supporters of the World War II-era Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, and Meloni is known to have praised the dictator in her youth, as that fine RFI English journalist Michael Fitzpatrick noted in his article, Meloni's far-right coalition sweeps to victory in Italian general election. Your question this week is, who are Meloni's coalition partners? Reread Michael Fitzpatrick's article, Meloni's far-right coalition sweeps to victory in Italian general election, and answer me this. What are the names of, and who are the leaders of, the two parties that joined Giorgia Meloni's Brothers of Italy party to win last Sunday's general elections in Italy? To help you with the answer, you can find the link to Michael's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. It's also on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? What scared you the most when you were a child? Thunder? A movie? A teacher? What sent you running and made you want to hide? So, that's our question this week. What scared you the most when you were a child. Huh. For me, for sure, it was the fiery look my mom would give me when I misbehaved. Ooh, Michael? Well, I was terrified of lady ghosts, which in Ireland are called banshee, sort of uh, spirits of the women who watched their families die of hunger during the Irish famine. Scary ladies. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I would be afraid of them too. You have until the 24th of October to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 29th of October to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336 31 12 That's plus 336 31 12 Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Hello everyone, brothers and sisters. This is a big shout out to everyone all over the world. Just to let you know, I've been a big fan 
far back as in 1982. Continue your joy and make sure you bring happiness everywhere you find yourself. That's what they call love. From London here in West London, my name is Joseph Paul Benny Owies Pops. Enjoy the day and have a lovely radio listening. Stay blessed. Bye. Time for the listeners' corner. Take it away, Michael. Well, today you'll hear your fellow lady listeners' answers to the bonus question: What would you do if you were a man for a week, and what would your name be? Jobayanda Akhtar Jai wrote that she would definitely want to be the Indian actor Shah Rukh Khan. Jobayanda noted that she thinks he's not only the best actor in India, but possibly in the world. Rajya Khatun said she would be the English playwright William Shakespeare, of whom she is, as she wrote, a big fan. Rajya said she has read almost all of Shakespeare's plays, and if she had seven days when she could be him, she would spend it finding out his motivation for writing each one of his dramas. Rabia Begum said she would be her grandfather. Darij Uddin Ahmed, as Rivea wrote, he passed away in 1993. He was a lawyer with such a powerful character that everyone respected him. The sisters uh, Saleh, that's uh, Tasnim and uh, Tatiha, would both be footballers. Tasnim would like to be the Argentinian Lionel Messi, who she uh, says is a football magician, and she would love to feel for a week the thrill of being the king of football. Tatiha, though, would be Diego Armando Maradona, who she thinks was one of the greatest players in the history of the sport. She would like to be Maradona during the 1996 World Cup games. Shahanaj Parvansati wrote, "I would be the president of the United States for a week if I were a man. The U.S. president is the most powerful person in the world. Moreover, there's never been a woman president. But if I were a man and U.S. president, I'd be President Ronald Reagan." I think I like his personality the best. This one from Sharifa Akhtarpana made me giggle. She wrote, "My name would be Sahadot, which listeners is Sharifa's husband's name, and I will ask my wife, who is now my husband, to take care of her children." Funny how our husbands say your children when they want us to do something, isn't it, Sharifa? Mine does that too. Sweet fits, of course. You don't, right? Well, my wife has only one child, uh, who's my daughter. Am, am I missing the point here? I think you are. <laughs> Obviously, you don't do that. <laughs> so, Karuna Kantapal is a man, but he answered anyway, trying to imagine he was a woman playing a man, which I kind of like. For Karuna, it's all about the clothes. You're already sounding like a girl, there, Karuna. He wrote, "The first thing I would do would be to go to the garment shop and purchase some new gents' clothes, so I can have a better feel of what it's like to be a person of the opposite sex." Karuna said, "Wearing the new clothes, clothes meant for the other sex, would help him to make some new friends because he noted I will have a lot in common with them." <laughs> His name, if he were a woman playing a man. Amaresh Paul. I looked up the name. Amaresh refers to Indra, the king of the gods in Hindu mythology. That's it for today's listeners' corner. Thanks everyone for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fits for hanging out in the kitchen with us. The more, the merrier.
I am Mustafa Ulatoy Hassan. Hello from Abuja, Nigeria. Time to get happy with Ms. Olya Horton. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Olya Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. My last happy moment, you may recall, focused on my thrill at exploring the beautiful living museum of the natural world while sailing in Australia. This month's happy moment is geared towards the wonders of history and culture made by women and men throughout the centuries. I'm talking history with a capital H. And if there's one place to get your dose of museums and artefacts, it's here in France, and more precisely, Paris. This past week, I had an opportunity to visit a place I'd only read or heard about. It's called the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, Richelieu, the Royal Library, in other words. It's in the heart of Paris, just a stone's throw from the Louvre and the Comédie Française Theatre. The site was named after Cardinal Richelieu, who was close advisor and foreign secretary to King Louis XIII, and it was previously only accessible to scholars and researchers who came to study manuscripts and gaze at items brought back from different countries. This sacred cultural space is now open to the general public, so anyone can pop in and discover something new, or perhaps old, seeing as we're talking about antiques. I highly recommend a visit if you're in town. One of the most stunning rooms is the Oval Room, named after its shape. It rises up three stories high with an elegant glass skylight above. Your eyes can't help but glance upwards to the balconies lined with thousands of books and documents, available for readers to look at during their visit. The selection makes the mind boggle. In the centre of the room, there are beautiful rows of wooden desks and chairs with their own little green glass lamps, perfect decor for a scene in a James Bond film or perhaps a wizarding school in Harry Potter. Then there's the Mazarin Gallery, with its beautifully restored frescoes on the ceiling and cabinets full of rare and wondrous treasures, from King Dagobert's throne to Victor Hugo's original manuscript of Notre Dame de Paris. More items can be found in the neighbouring galleries, displaying rows of medals, coins, pottery, jewellery, all testimonies to the way society developed and flourished across the centuries. What made me happy was going out and seeing all this history right before my eyes, rather than just looking at it in pictures on a page or on a screen. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us attached in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. And when you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. A warm call out to Jean-Maurice Deveau from Montreal, Canada, who we've not heard from in simply forever, but 
finally this week, I received one of his lovely postcards with his quiz answer. Jean-Maurice always sends his answers in on postcards from Montreal, which eventually make it into the hands of students across the globe. Teachers, if you would like postcards for your students, just write to me at english.service at rfi.fr, and I'll get a package in the mail to them. With many from Montreal, thanks to Jean-Maurice. Welcome back, Jean-Maurice. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash those dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing mastery. Thanks to Michael Fitzpatrick for sitting in, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about Kenyan Raila Odinga's presidential aspirations. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. Today, Erwan chose a piece by the Star Feminine Band, a group of seven girls from 10 to 17 years old from Natitinguh, a remote town in the north of Benin, where girls do not make music. But they do now. It all started in 2016 when the girls responded to a local radio call-out to take part in a series of music training sessions. Previous experience was not necessary, and none of them had any. Tutored by Beninese musician André Balegamon, the girls were ready in two years, and they took to the stage. Their first concert in Natitingu was met with a little skepticism. This is not what girls are supposed to do and whatnot. But they won over the ears and hearts of their townsfolk. Then they started making music videos and recordings, and now they play concerts in Africa as well as in Europe when school allows, of course, because girls' right to education is one of their most closely held beliefs. The song Erwan chose for us is called Rubeme and is sung in Pole, the girls' local language. It combines the African musical styles of high life and Congolese rumba with Western rock and speaks about the need for girls and women to be allowed to be independent. We hope you like it. It's a wonderful project, of course, but the girls' voices are quite lovely, too. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week.